0: For some of my customers, Greenwich Village is more a time than a place. They remember my neighborhood when Bob Dylan was young, when Allen Ginsberg howled poetry, Andy Warhol shot avant-garde films, and Sam Shepard waited tables while scribbling award-winning plays. A few really old-school hipsters like to go back even further, with or without the help of modern chemistry— to the days when rents for a one-bedroom flat were $100 a month instead of the current $2,000, and Edward Albee was making a living delivering telegrams while he wrote Zoo Story. They see a young Marlon Brando in black leather cruising the cobblestone streets on his motorcycle, and James Dean whiling away his hours at the Rienze coffee house that was once on McDougal. I certainly understand the appeal of mental time travel. Back then, the village was the Paris of New York, a passionate little bohemia where hundreds of artists toiled in garret studios beside working-class immigrants. Poets scribbled all day and recited their masterpieces in cafes the same night, and young men and women, wearing black turtlenecks, argued intensely for hours about Nietzsche and Sartre over espressos and cigarettes. These days, starving artists are living in the working-class neighborhoods of Brooklyn and Queens. Any poets residing in the landmark ivy-covered townhouses between 14th and West 4th are either drawing down trust fund annuities or temping for Wall Street law firms. And although young men and women still do argue for hours over espressos in my coffee house, cigarettes now carry a 28-point violation by New York City's Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. On the other hand, the caffeinated heart of Greenwich Village hasn't flatlined yet. Fueled by cabarets and bistros, off-Broadway theaters, and flamboyant gay pride, my neighborhood remains one of the most alive and eclectic parts of Manhattan. Where else can you see the 1852 house where Louisa May Alcott wrote Little Women, sharing the same block as a body-piercing and tattoo parlor? Like the White Horse Tavern, founded 1880, Cherry Lane Theatre, 1924, Marshall Chess Club, 1915, and Chumley's Pub and Restaurant, 1927, the village blend stands as part of this neighborhood's dwindling continuity. For over 100 years, the coffee house I manage has served the highest rated cup of Java in the city. And when customers walk through our beveled glass door today, be they NYU college students, SNS advertising execs, Chase bank tellers, St. Vincent's paramedics, or 7th Avenue street performers, they expect a warm, fresh, satisfying experience in a cup. Most are also expecting stimulation, i.e. caffeine.